0: Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Bread. I'm here with comedian Mike Marino. I got to know Mike uh, over the, what, I'm gonna say the past six or seven months now? Is and
1: that short of a time? I thought we knew each other about a year or something, no? No, we, you
0: wanna know what? But we, we didn't meet until like six or seven months like down the road, because you were on a tour.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. But you know,
0: Mike has to be, honestly speaking, one of the most generous Italian-Americans that I have ever met.
1: It's great to see you and your friends carrying on the tradition of the Italians from Italy living here in the United States. I'm so thrilled and happy about it. I feel like my grandfather.
0: <laughs> Mike, so walk me through like your Italian heritage. Like I, I remember talking to you about this. You're a second-generation Italian-American?
1: Well, on my mother's side, I'm first-generation. Mm-hmm. I was born here in the United States, but my mother and all her brothers and sisters were born in Doronia, Campobasso, I am Abruzzes. My father was born here Mm -hmm. in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, which is like an extension of Italy anyway, especially in the 50s (laughs) and 60s. So you tell
0: me, Jersey Italians, Brooklyn Italians, you're in Brooklyn today. Is there a difference?
1: There's a slight difference, but the difference is embracing to me because I really don't know a lot about Brooklyn. I've done shows in Brooklyn back in the day when the comedy club... Pips was here, which was a famous uh, comedy club. I have a lot of friends from Brooklyn. I have family from Brooklyn, but we all met on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, because a lot of people from Brooklyn, Staten Island, Long Island, they head out to the Jersey Shore if they're not he- headed to like the Hamptons or Sheep's Head Bay and stuff like that. Um, the difference is maybe the language is a little different. Uh, the accent is definitely different. Until you get to California, then we all sound the same. <laughs> and uh, but the culture of the Italians, whether they fight or don't fight, whether they agree or they don't agree, is so similar and heartwarming. Spending the day with you today and going to these places here in Brooklyn makes me want to just move to Brooklyn <laughs> and say, you know what? Screw everything else. I'm an Italian. I'm staying here. So we spent the uh, we spent the morning at. Fortunados,
0: now we're at Anthony and Son Panini Shop. We're about to have some awesome sandwiches, and then we're going over to Southside Pizza. It's safe to say you're going to gain about 10 pounds today.
1: I'm feeling very safe, and I don't care. <laughs> I want all the pounds, and I want it to go bag.
0: Yeah, but you got to have that, you know, like that summer bod for, like, the girls. I'm sure you kill it.
1: Yeah, well, no. <laughs> at my age, around 35, when I first started, you know, um, there's nothing like a good Italian body, you know? Guns and a nice fat belly. <laughs> one day that shows a guy who's healthy <laughs> <laughs> one day I'm like dying I have me and you go down
0: to the Jersey Shore I'll get the Cadillac you know we got our sunglasses on and everything we go up to a couple ladies but how you doing
1: oh, I would love to do that I mean I'm glad that you like traditions especially traditions from let's say the 80s you and your friends with your boom box and that old-fashioned car that you have but I'm actually from that era so I'd give anything to get in your car with a couple of slices of pizza, listening to Diamond Girl. <laughs> Ooh, oh, Diamond Girl. <laughs>
0: Freestyle, I love it. What would you do if I told you my 78 Cadillac had Bluetooth?
1: And well, that's weird. Bluetooth. <laughs> that's weird. Bluetooth. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I have an 8-track-to-cassette converter, then a cassette-to-aux converter, then from the aux, it goes into a Bluetooth <laughs> receiver, and
1: comes right to my phone. I can't believe you're actually saying aux instead of aux. auxiliary. And pass the aux. I can't even say auxiliary. Wait, so auxiliary. Th-
0: there's this thing where if, if you're ever in the car with like me and my boys, right, someone's gonna say pass the aux. It's like you know, it's like a slang of like our time, like how you would say groovy or something like that.
1: I never said groovy. That's sixties. <laughs> don't date. I'm sorry. Me that I don't much. mean to call you old, but this. <laughs> I don't care what you call me, just don't call me late, because those sub sandwiches from downstairs are over on that yes. table, and I think we should get, get them going right now, because I am starving. This show's called Breaking Bread, and I'm ready to break bread from Brooklyn, because just so you um, know, living in Los Angeles, we don't get this kind of bread. I'm chicken parm!
0: I forgot what I ordered. I forgot what I ordered.
1: Yeah, 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 the Williamsburg Bridge. That is hilarious. All right, I know, right? The Williamsburg Bridge. What is the parmesan sandwich called? Chicken parm Oh, But here we are in Brooklyn I couldn't wait to get some food We had incredible pastries already this morning At your friend's Fortunato Brothers And now we're going to have a sandwich That we just got from downstairs From this incredible Italian deli And I went traditional And got the uh, Parmesan sandwich Look at that Oh,
0: but, snap. Mike, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, and I hate to burst your bubble, but chicken parm is actually not Italian.
1: It's not? What's this? Italian
0: American. If you go to Italy and you ask for chicken parm, they'll fucking freak out.
1: All right. I went Italian American tradition. <laughs> I'm trying to
0: bust
1: This is phenomenal. And this isn't just one layer of chicken. There's two layers of chicken on there, I love with that. some mozzarella cheese, which I believe they make fresh, because I met Sabino's dad yep. at Anthony. the uh, yes Anthony at the uh, Soprano's house, and they made the mozzarella in front of everybody, as far as I know, it was hot. So
0: I saw this thing, and you would have gotten a kick out of this. I saw that Sabino. Posted a video where his dad opened the trunk of their car. They just got off a flight. He pulls out a fucking, like, a smorgasbord of, like, cold cuts that <laughs> he, he smuggled on the plane, I guess, that, that, that you can say. Isn't that crazy? That's, like, no, like, if you actually have to think about it, like, you can get in trouble for that. Like, that's, that's, that's wild.
1: He took it on the plane or underneath? Underneath. That's not illegal. Really? It just stinks. You go to baggage plane, and people are waiting for their bags, and all of a sudden you see people going like this. Is that super sad? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's bacala.
0: <laughs> it's so funny that you said that. Yesterday on my flight home from Pittsburgh, I'm sitting there. It was my first time ever sitting in first first class. I could afford it. Because it was Pittsburgh, and it cost it like, you know, like, extra nothing. So, I'm sitting there, and I get this smell of fish, like fried fish. <clears throat> and I have a mask on, I'm like, it's coming through the mask. Like, that's how strong it is. Sitting there, and, I'm, and I, I think that I'm going, go, going crazy. I'm like, who the fuck has fried codfish cod on, like, a plane? Sure enough, the, the guy next to me goes, do you eat any fish? I'm like no So I like turn around Someone bought I think it was from Shake Shack or something A whole fucking filet of cod On the plane The plane stinks of fucking bacala And not the good kind of bacala The bad kind of bacalao.
1: Stinks why, why is there a good kind of bacala Never, I don't want to piss off any Italians That are watching this show right now But you know what somebody asked me once on a show They said Mike What is bacala I said that's when your parents kick the shit out of you my father always used to say, I'm going to give you a baccala you're never going to forget, which meant a beating. Really? Yeah. I'm going to give you the bacalá, Greg. Baccala has got to be the ugliest, nastiest shit that you can eat. You don't like baccala? No. Well first of, all, first of all, I'm... A... <laughs> and we'll be right back after this commercial break. <laughs> no, I'm Italian. I like that kind of baccala. I don't... Uh... I don't eat fish. I'm actually allergic to fish. Really? I know so that. Any, anything that comes out of the water, I can't have. So, on Christmas Eve, young Michael had to go to his room, and my mother would make me a special plate of broccoli gava deal. And that's the way we said it gava deal. I never said cavatelli, so if we go back to your friend's place, he can yell at me about yeah. that too. We said broccoli gava deal or spaghetti aioli. Which is spaghetti and oil? I don't know how you say it, but that's my mother's accent.
0: I'm ale sorry, olio, dialect. Yeah, ale like, olio. I, probably, olio? Ale olio.
1: I could just assume that is correct. I'm Italian gonna. I'm gonna hope. I'm.
0: I'm gonna hope. But uh, wait, wait. So, so like back to the thing. Back, back to the bacala. You like when you're like talking to one girl, you like never calling her like a bacala. We were on vacation this week, and we were trying to explain to these two girls. One was from Astoria. One was from Toronto. We were we were making jokes about bakala, like the whole night, not to like them, but at our own table. And she and, and, and she comes up to me. She's like, "Excuse me, what's bakala? <laughs> and I looked at my crew, and I'm like, "Should we should we say it? How how you doing?" <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? So you were talking about Bobby Bacala from The (laughs) Sopranos. Which I was always wondering how he got that name. His last name is Bacalari or something like that.
1: The character? Yeah. Yeah, but they call him Bacala.
0: Yeah. To like make fun of him. Which I think that that name was fucking awesome. Like out of all the mob names I would want to be called Bobby Bacala. Honestly. I know that sounds crazy but at least that's you know kind of funny. Like, some of these monsters have some really serious names. Pete the Killer, Freddie No-Nose. I don't know. I, w- I, I would rather Anthony Bacala, Tony Box, Tony Box.
1: We never said Bacala when we were younger. In my heyday of cherishing uh, women, we said Brajol. Would you look at the Brajol on that girl? Or that didn't mean they were so healthy looking. don't look at that Brajol. You're like, oof.
0: <laughs> Wait, I'm getting a little confused. Ha! <laughs> Wait, look at the brajol. Like, Greg, you just, like, stunned Greg's whole life because I've been coaching him that brajol is dick. So <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> Brajol's not dick? Yeah. If, oh. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm talking dirty to, like, a girl, I'm going to be like, hey, hey, you want some brajol? And I mean, you know, the sausage. Wow. Well, <laughs> I,
1: I, I'm going to kind of to the senior of, of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> senior Italian. I He's think... The, the this, Fair enough. I could be wrong. Maybe things have changed. But a man has a sausage. A woman could be a brajol Hold on. Mike, I don't want to start
0: anything with you because I'm scared of you.
1: I don't I want you to hit me with more. a bat. Well, yeah.
0: I would, that would be... Yeah. He's got to call somebody. It's like a talk show. Let me call a friend. No, I got to Google a picture of Rajol so you know. Come on.
1: No. Rajol could be the way the girl's, you know, asses and legs are. You know, it's a heavy girl. Rajol. (laughs) Good. Bro. Look at this. Does that look like a female? (laughs) That's
0: Rajol. (laughs) I have dated some girls that look like that. Wait, so... The last time that I was on your podcast, which was an amazing show, I loved it. Uh, Thank you. Mike's hysterical. And uh, his house is like a museum for Italian-American <laughs> artifacts, <laughs> which is which is crazy. You got bats everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There was some weird thing going on with a fireplace. I don't know what's going on. I see smoke coming out of the chimney every now and then. Bro. Aside from that, you've been having some really big names on your on your podcast lately.
1: I've been in show business since I'm a little kid. I never thought I was going to be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. I always just wanted to be Robert De Niro. I went to some of the biggest acting schools in New York City. And I did a lot of work growing up, but it wasn't until I was like around 29 that people kept telling me, you know, you're so funny. The blonde hair, the blue eyes, the Italian background, how can that be? You look Irish, you look German, you look like a surfer. A surfer. So when I went out to California, I was working on a soap opera. I'm sorry, I started going to the comedy store. It's not always good to eat on a talk show because you get gas. (laughs) It's not coming out the other area, it's coming out the, the, I'm burping. So... I just started telling people in California, hey, look, I'm Italian, I'm from New Jersey. And they would actually just laugh because you sound like us. Yeah. And they found it funny for whatever reason. So then I just kept on cracking jokes. And now I love what I do. I love going out. I go out at least four or five nights a week performing somewhere around the world. I got to go on a lot of different talk shows. Now I got my podcast, and I get to hang around with you guys here in Brooklyn. So, I mean, what's better than this? Actually, getting paid for telling jokes, and meeting some cool-ass people. But since I've been in the business for so long, some of my friends growing up in the business became stars. Then those stars became not stars because show business is um, tricky. And so now I'm calling in all my favors. And I had Joe Montaigne come down, which is the biggest star I had on my show. What a legend. But he told me he would always come. I just didn't want to bother him until I had a bigger, bigger, bigger following. <clears throat> and he did the show. Now, he's introducing me to his friends, which I know anyway. And uh, then I had Ian Zeering on the show from 90210. Peter Lemangello, who was a famous singer back in the 70s. And uh, we're going to keep on going and growing. I'm calling in all my favors. I'm going to have Sean Kanan on the show, who's on uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, he was in the third installment of uh, The Karate Kid. And uh, I'll have you guys on the show. Yeah. Sabino and whatever we want to do, we're just going to do it and have some fun and make sure everybody's happy. And one of these days, I might even get uh, some of these Italian opera singers (laughs) because I have worked with them. Because I was hosting so many galas that I met them. And that's how I got to go on tour with Dean Martin's daughter, Dina. Mm -hmm. So we're really good friends. And I haven't had her on the show yet, but I will. Now, Dina was really good friends with the movie that just came out now about Lucille Ball. Mm -hmm. She hung around with Desi Arnaz Jr. They might even have dated. And I know all those people from performing with them. But it never bothered anybody. I never said, hey, you guys, can you help me with this? Now I can. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's almost like in reverse now. I know what you mean. I can help them. Mm-hmm. So if I sell a lot of tickets to come and see me and Dina Martin in a big show, we all do great. And then I invite you and your buddy and your buddy, and everybody comes over and hangs out, and you bring some of these sandwiches from Sabino's father's place or Sabino's place, and everybody would have a great time. And then the next day, you have everybody's contact. You share it, you take it, and you go forward from there.
0: Mike Marino, master networker.
1: Why not? Why not? I mean, if I told you some stories, you wouldn't even believe it. I was hosting the uh, Feast of San Gennaro in Los Angeles for 10 years. Which is amazing, by the way. It was an yeah. amazing I really time in my that. world, in, in, uh, in my life. But Jimmy Kimmel didn't have his show yet. He was just like us. He was doing The Man Show. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mansers. No, it was called The Man Show with him and uh, Adam Carolla. Mm -hmm. So we were all having these meetings and what were we going to do? And the producer says, well, Jimmy's going to have his show. So, Mike, why don't you do stand up on Jimmy Kimmel's new show and we'll do promotions for the Feast of San Gennaro. Ten years goes by and they never put me on the show. And I was always on The Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. So they were like, well, you're better off doing The Tonight Show. I'm like, what happened to All for One and One for All? What the hell are you guys talking about? And then here comes Byron Allen and says, let's put Mike on The Byron Allen Show. And I'm like, but I'm supposed to be with that. He goes, who gives a shit? Come and do this show. And what happens? Number one comedian worldwide, 15 million views because I talked about whacking Osama bin Laden. (laughs) Why didn't I get to do that on The Kimmel Show? So what do you say to yourself? Who gives a shit? You just keep on going. Because maybe if I did that show, this wouldn't have happened. And now we spun it off into the web series, Make America Italian again. We got sponsors, we're making money. I learned how to do a podcast, live from my mother's basement. And I call all my friends from the Feast of San Gennaro and say, hey guys, you wanna come on my show? You, you know who I'm calling next? I'm gonna tell you to write this on the show and I bet you he comes down. Frankie Valley. You're you're shitting me. No, because Frankie, I just got
0: the hit, my hairs on my arm just mine off. too. Frankie Valley.
1: Well, here's what happened. If we could tell this story on your show, these are yeah. the real stories of the shit that can happen in showbiz. There's a guy who plays the drums in Frankie Valley's band. Frankie Valley is still touring mm-hmm. and the band guy comes to one of my shows. I'm such a big fan of yours. I love your work. And I says, "Thanks. he goes you know who's a big fan of yours and i go who he goes frankie valley i go how the hell is frankie valley a fan of mine he goes well we all watch your youtube channel he said that you used to host the feast of san Gennaro in la and i'm like that's right i did but i never talked to him too much hello how are you and he goes yeah now we're all really big fans so time goes by and i'm performing at nj pack in newark new jersey it's my first time performing there and I'm going in on Saturday night. So who's performing there on Thursday? Frankie Valley. The talent coordinator calls me up and says, Hey, man, the people at the Frankie Valley camp want to know if you want to come and see Frankie's show on Thursday. I'm like, you're shitting me. He goes, no, obviously the band and Frankie are fans of yours. I'm like, you're kidding me. He goes, no, in fact, the drummer wants tickets to your show. So me, my director, and my producer, we go see Frankie Valley on Thursday night. 3,000 people were sitting in the front. What a show. We get invited backstage. You, know, you put your wristband on, and here comes the drummer. And he says, Mike, it's so great that you came. Hang out. Have your picture taken with Frank. Now, there's 50 people backstage. I feel like I'm never going to get anywhere near him. And we waited and we waited. You should always wait if you're invited. Because sometimes entertainers get hammered by fans, right? 20 minutes goes by. I'm ready to leave. The drummer goes, Don't leave. Hey, Frank. And he grabs Frankie Valley. I have pictures of this, and I have it on tape. And he says, Frank, it's Mike Marino. And Frankie Valley goes, Holy shit, the comedian from Jersey City. I couldn't wait to meet you. How you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing great. And he goes, you know, the comedians back in the 50s and 60s were fantastic. We used to do shows, and he started explaining comedians and musicians back in the day. And I'm telling you, 50 people staring, listening to him, never said a word. I'm fucking saying to myself, holy shit, mm. Mom, thank you so much. Wow. Opening for
0: Frankie Valley. That is like, I'm picturing it. Italian Overload, you, Frankie Valley, (laughs) Staten Island. (laughs) Staten (laughs) Island. Wherever he's
1: going, I'm going. He performs there a lot. Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. So, you know, or at the Westbury Theater, you guys would kill it. But um, going going back to him that, Mike, uh, you're on tour with Joe. Uh, It must be
1: a trip, I have to say, because he's some big, big personality. He's He's a big personality. He's a lot of fun. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And coming from not being a stand-up comic performer, he brings it. And he's got no fear. Um, I never really watched too much of the show, but when we decided that we were gonna tour together, I watched as much as I can. So he talks a lot about what it's like to be a father. He talks about what it's like to be on a reality show. He talks about what it's like to be a reality show, stars, husband, which is phenomenal and funny. So it works. You got an Italian kid from Jersey City, New Jersey, talking about how I'm going to run the country in 2024. Then you got an Italian kid from Patterson, New Jersey, who's talking about, you know, mixing cement and putting up buildings and being on a reality show. So I think the people get double the fun, double the pleasure, which is a Spearmint Gum commercial. And, uh... Yeah. You never know which one of the housewives is going to show up. True. Because they do. And, uh... I remember one time we were backstage and the audience just started screaming. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I think my sister's here. <laughs> oh, man. I think my and sister's she's here. Been, and she does. She yeah. comes to the show, the cast, the guys. Um, they're you all really, be nice r- I'm nice to everybody. I don't,
0: she doesn't like it when people are not true. acknowledging her presence. No, I
1: always say, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me. Don't kill me. Can I have some gum? <laughs> so we're having fun. One thing that I gotta say about Joe
0: that I've learned from meeting him once and from his show and talking to him, he's a really good dad. I can oh, see yes. like you know, I can see he's a really good 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 father and I respect him for that.
1: Yeah, the way he talks about his kids, yeah. his daughter and the two boys, uh, it's actually great. It's also very funny.
0: Yeah, of course. Funny. I mean <laughs> I can't even imagine if like my dad was doing stand-up or something like that. The the amount of material that he'd have.
1: Um, A few nights, I don't know what son called on the cell phone, FaceTime, and Joe was on stage and he said, hold it, hold it, everybody. It's my son. And he answered the phone and he goes, yeah, what's up? And he goes, I want you to say hello to everybody. And he showed his son's face to the audience, and they all started cheering. I'm like, say goodnight, Joe. Say (laughs) goodnight. You ain't topping that one, baby. And uh, it crushed. Yeah, of course. It crushed. So, so far, so good. We have a lot of shows lined up for the month of April and then into the uh, rest of the year. So go to therealjoegorga.com or mikemarino.net. And you'll see where the two Jersey boys are going on tour. We're doing a special event on April 7th at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. And that show is also going to star one of our favorite Italian female comedians, Tammy Pascatelli. You talk about one of the strongest, funniest, most creative, gorgeous female comedians. Look for Tammy Pascatelli. She she should be on your show. She should be on everything and anything she already is. She's a superstar comedian. She's going to be on the show with us. This is going to be... I mean, it's out of control. I mean, you're getting three unbelievable performers. Two veteran comedians, me and Tammy, and a reality show star. I mean, come on. Where are you going to get that in one night? We got to follow up this show
0: with me, you, Joe Gorga, a bottle of Black Label. (laughs) How do you know that? No, no, no. I know, like... (laughs) I just mean for, like, drinks. Like, you know, just a couple guys having drinks, you know.
1: We could do that. I think that is his drink. I really don't drink. I'm a pot smoker. (laughs) I just get stoned. (laughs) What is Mike Marino like high? Oh, well, that's how I came up with the character Mooney. Dude, Whoa. dude, dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want to get some waves, we're going out on Sunday like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, <laughs> we got to beat the moon, man. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, is that a fucking chicken parmesan? You know dude, 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 I'm going to have this because you wait over there. That's how I came up with that character. I do a lot of characters, though. Characters come from my actual life. So I, I thought think you were gonna to... To say your high thoughts. I <laughs>
0: really thought you were gonna say they come from my high thoughts?
1: Well, they do. Oh, yeah. The idea is, I come up with the greatest ideas when I'm baked. Stone Guy was because I actually used to surf constantly down on the Jersey Shore, and there were people who spoke just like that. So all those characters are coming back to life because I'm gonna get ready to shoot a new show, and I think I'm actually gonna call it Mike Marino, Meet the Family and I am actually gonna be all the characters of the family talking to myself.
0: Mike Marino, one man show. You heard it here first
1: on Breaking Bread. Mike, it's been a pleasure having you here. Been a pleasure being here. Let's go get some more bread.